Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Untouchables. Yeah. Are we gonna do this in full Connery? I'd like I'm gonna to. get bored at some point. Yeah. But. yeah. It's it's gonna be a lot to keep up. With. We've been doing it for two hours. <laughs> How, mean, long yeah. How long was that movie? How long was that? Felt like uh, I believe it's just two hours. Over two? Like hour fifty nine. Oh, is it? Okay. Just about. Yeah. That wasn't that wasn't a bad two hours. No, there's worse two hours. There's worse two hours. Uh, that wasn't a bad two hours. A movie it just had called Thunderball. Yeah. That was about two hours. But this movie definitely had its periods of like pretty heavy slowdown. Like we went through our good sequences where it picked up. We had good story, good action, and then when we went through periods of yeah, a lot of yeah, there's a uh, there's there was periods of like we're really trying to build the suspense and uh, we're not building it very. We're, we're doing we're doing too much. It wasn't a, a scene that was necessary for suspense. We were just kind of. Eh. Yeah. We want to be dramatic here when really the suspenseful scenes should have been, you know, like the liquor raid in the post office and we we're just playing this heroic music because apparently it's really easy to be a cop in the 30s. You just walk in a place with some shotguns and you just go, yep, it's over. And yeah. you're like, on what grounds? And yeah. you're like, on the grounds that you're a bunch of dagos. I felt like the, <laughs> it's, it's kind like of the where... Wells Fargo wagon was coming in that scene. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it kind of hurt me in that because it's like the, the can do no wrong you know, almost right. context of it. It's like, well, I know we've just started, but let's go to the post office and shoot off a couple rounds and see what we can stir up. Literally how that scene starts is he's just like, all right, let's get to work. And he just hands them some shotguns. He's like, let's go. Mm. What? Where are you going? To the liquor. To the post office. What? He knows where the liquor it's is. The whole thing. He knew. Yeah. It's Sean fucking Connery. He had he had fucking liquor in his freezer. If he was not the second hand man to Al Capone, then I don't know <laughs> what he was doing that whole movie. Yeah. Who who was starring in this movie? Let's 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 give a little introduction. I think well, a little we have, introduction is necessary. We have Elliot Ness, who is uh was a treasury officer back in the Capone days. He is played by Kevin Costner. Okay. Uh real guy. Um, we have Sean Connery playing, uh, uh, Malone, Jim Malone, Jimmy. Yeah. Or James Malone, James I guess, Malone. but Jim Malone, James Malone, James, James. Malone. James. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they couldn't get away from it. Uh, yeah. I call him Jimmy, mostly Malone. Uh, I call him Sean Connery. Yes. Yeah. And, just uh, Sean. Just he as every other role he's played, first, he is first, Sean Connery. First name basis with Sean. He's uh, he's the bright spot of this movie, if you ask me. Very a lot of a lot of good stuff from him. Um, he's he's part of our box score for this movie with uh, two remarks about whores, and uh, we have uh, five uh, Italian hate remarks from him, <laughs> and and one from Ness, That's and it? probably about sixty three rhetorical questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he definitely played the part of mentor where everything you got some that came out on of your his shirt, mouth, you fuck. <laughs> everything that came out of his mouth was, "Do you know this?" Rhetorical question. I'm going to answer for you. Listen to me, Linguini. Yes, he <laughs> he he knew too much for his time. 
Yeah, we came up with a lot of new, uh, f- uh, nice phrases for the hate of the Canadian community. <laughs> we did. Which I think we'll, I'll cover those later. Later, I'll do it. So don't worry okay. about the content crisis being canceled or anything like I, that. You know, I don't think if as long as you're white, I don't think you can get in trouble for hating. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's true. Hundred percent. Although Jews, I guess that that's a thing. You can't mess with the. But Jews. are they white? I'm just kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Let's get. Uh, let's <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, Ness Malone, uh, and a uh, very early Andy Garcia. This movie was 1987. Yeah, he played uh, Giuseppe Giuseppe Petri. What uh, else is he? George in? Stone. I obviously I recognized him, but what else was he in? Like he well, was in uh, Inglorious Bastards, wasn't he? Garcia. Then, I don't think so. Uh, Are you thinking this? the bear or whatever? No, I'm thinking of the. Oh, that was Eli Roth. Was the bear Jew? Um. And Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I the only thing I'm thinking of off the top of my head for him is Godfather Three. And uh, Oceans, the Oceans movies. Okay. Um. Well, yeah. Just keep chugging along. I'll Google yeah. that one. I'll Google that. There's something stuck in your head. You know it. <clears throat> yeah, I just don't know the guy's name from Inglorious Bastards. Well, I mean Eli Roth. Well, uh, you know Brad Pitt. Uh, you know. Anyway. It was one of the bastards. Okay. He was a bastardo, specifically. Yes, yes. Uh, so, as far as the cool stuff goes, uh, you know, for this movie, we got, uh, well, first of all, I didn't realize there was a book. So It's just a dog, Tyler. We can, it's cool. What? I said I didn't realize there was a book. Oh, no, I was saying it was just a dog. I thought you were going to, like... Well, no, I know. It just came back out. I just looked. It's fine. We're good. It's just the dog. Don't worry. It's yeah. gone now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, Omar Doom. That's oh, yeah. Omar Doom. Yeah. Gotcha. Kind of similar face, I guess. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, I didn't realize there was a book. Uh, if I would have known, I'd have read the book ahead of time, and this would have been a much cooler in-depth thing. I'm sorry. I didn't really realize there was a book until like yesterday. <laughs> so, oh well. So, uh, Elliot Ness, I have a little bit on him. His real life thing was kind of interesting. Um, because, so he, he is a treasury officer, gets up to his brother-in-law, uh, was in the, an agent of the bureau, the, you know, the FBI. Uh, actually got him in, and then Ness was assigned to this deal. You know, the Capone. Bringing down Capone. Scarface. The operation. Scarface. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, Scarface, who, you know. Al Capino Scarface. Who, who, who De Palma made a movie about just back in 83. So, just back. this is also a Brian just De Palma back. movie in 87. Okay. Nice, so. nice, nice. It almost makes sense. Yeah. Almost. He's very obsessed with scars on people's faces, you know? Um, so, you Did know. Did he do Joker? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. There was a bid. He lost. Oh, yeah, that's so? you making things up. I'm making things yeah. up, yeah. So, yeah, Chicago police law enforcement, you know, is obviously very corrupt. That is a true story. He put together Untouchables, but none of those guys that were in the group other than Elliot Ness were real dudes. They just kind of made that shit up as far as who those guys were. Uh, I know you didn't read the book. Sorry, this is just a quick, I guess, 
question. I don't even know if you know, but were the Untouchables even like a real group of men, or was that yeah. like okay? So well, yeah, was there really four was, goons? It was about ten. Okay. So they you know really shortened it. Shortened did they it really the do movie. like the raids? The raid on the post office. Did they fight with the Mounties? Like allegedly, this? yes. Uh, I don't know the well. Okay, so the as far as the raids go, yes. Um, the U.S. Canada border uh, scene in the movie is false. The, it seemed that way. <laughs> <laughs> the train shootout false. The courthouse shootout false. Gotcha. Okay. So, so obviously we have. It's kind of like one of those first history writings. Like Tarantino, I felt like really started doing the history writings, but you know, De Palma kind of does that here, where he is like, I mean, I forget what the writer of this movie was, what his name was, but obviously collaborative effort. Um, but yeah, kind of the first thing. Uh, not well, not a history rewriting because like when Tarantino has Hitler killed, I mean that's a history yeah. rewriting. It's, it's history right? embellishment, you know. Yeah. We're we're adding yeah. flair for plot for storytelling purposes for enjoyment rather than yeah. just disseminating information. Yeah. Tarantino does it really well. I I wouldn't even say he started it, you know, because yeah. Well, he re- he rewrites it. Yeah, like, exactly. he rewrites. He, he it does a full you know, like a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Instead of Sharon Tate getting killed that night. They murder the Manson right, family, right. you know, this fucking crazy actor. Or in Kill Bill, yeah. you know, she stays married and the movie doesn't happen, you know. It's right, yeah, I forgot about that true story. Who yeah, was that? Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so all legitimate stuff. So all the Capone stuff happens, right? And then he moves on to Cleveland where he's... Uh, the Cleveland Brown show, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I remembered the theme. About to, I have the theme song in my head, but I don't remember the words. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Cleveland Brown, <laughs> and this is in my town. I don't know how it goes. That sounds right. I've seen it like I, once. I've seen it like I know. I, Cleveland Show was a. Was that, did that fail? I oh, it failed. It, it had multiple had seasons failed. though. Did I remember fail. right, but. Huh. Uh yeah. So anyway, uh yeah, goes to Cleveland. You know a lot of the other police stuff. He was kind of like it. It didn't work out in Cleveland. To my Elliot Ness. Yeah. So yeah, after the glory days in Chicago, goes to Cleveland on another for another job. Becomes a beat cop. <laughs> uh, you know, he divorced his wife. What? Uh, yeah, but they were so in love in 1930. Yeah. By the way, they did not have kids like they did in the movie. At least it's not, you know, written about here. Sure. I thought she was lovely. Uh, so he was investigating the. <laughs> yeah, in 38, Ness and his wife Edna divorced. His other successful career in Cleveland withered gradually. Uh, he especially fell out of favor after he had the city's large shanty towns evacuated and burned during the Cleveland torso <laughs> <Wow>. murders. <laughs> Cleveland critics targeted his divorce, his high-profile social drinking, and his conduct in a car accident one night when he was driving drunk. On the aftermath of what this whole movie is about, for that to be like a like yeah, aftermath for- legacy, it'd be like... I spent so hard trying to get this guy who was getting alcohol in put in jail and then immediately got really drunk and fucked things up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like, Elliot, come on, man. So after his second divorce and third marriage, God. he ran unsuccessfully for mayor of Cleveland in 47, and which he left in, after which he left Diebold in 51. In the aftermath, Ness was forced into taking odd jobs during a living, including bookstore clerk, wholesaler, electronic parts, and frozen hamburger patties. He was working at fucking Radio Shack and Burger King after all this. 
Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you can't make that up, too. Like, that's just such classic, like, I failed, and I have to oh, go work at Burger King now to pay my gold. rent. He was selling... Let's go. selling radios. Oh, my God. I, I, I wish... I'm just imagining Kevin Costner. Sorry. I'm imagining Kevin Costner in a fucking radio shack. <laughs> just trying to, like, get somebody to buy, like, a... What did they sell back in the fifties? Like that, like radio. Radio. literally radio. radio. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even do a Kevin. Where me and my first wife were listening. Yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah, a fucking. Yeah. It's because there's like nothing a, to him. He's, he's like a dead like a, voice. He's got like a New York accent, but not. You know, because he's kind of got that thing on the end, but it's not. The he's full, so flat, though. It's not the full it's flat. thing. Yeah. It's very flat. flat, but there's still that something at the end. You yeah, know, it's it's like, what is it? It's like yeah, just every yeah. 17th word has a little bit of accent on it. It has it just or a little something. stank on it. A little, stank. a little stank on it. Yeah, it's got a little stank on it. Yeah. Not a big uh, fan. Yeah. So. Uh, Can we and cover then, that real quick? What, I mean, what did you think of Kevin Costner in this movie? Like Kevin Costner, overrated or underrated? I'm going to go fucking, overrated. Overrated. I sure. don't even know why that's a house. In movie. everything and uh, not great. Dog shit. Just yeah. dog shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like, not good, not bad. Mid, not memorable. Yeah, no. I mean, you can pick out a couple of scenes from this where, like, okay, like he delivered that well. This was fine, but I mean, if you look at this movie as a whole, I mean, he was just a flat character. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you could have really just stapled on any other actor into his character. And well, let's just switch they the done Sean a little Connery and and Kevin Costner. Well, so. whoever had yeah. the least amount of dialogue, just yeah. switch Kevin Costner with that guy, let's just throw and Andy it would have been fine. Yeah, honestly, it would have been. Yeah, that's a good point. You could have mess matched any of the Untouchables kind of in any other, any role, except for the accountant. Yeah. That accountant. He, he mean, fit his part, for sure. They picked the perfect fucking accountant. Yeah. I was like, who's this fucking point, Dexter? Yeah. Wallace was dynamite. Yes. Uh, so, by 1956, he came to work for a startup company called Guarantee Paper Corporation, which claimed to have a new method of watermarking, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, now drinking more heavily, Ness spent his free time <laughs> in a local bar telling stories of his law enforcement career. Guaranteed paper began to fall apart when it became clear what one of Ness's business partners had misrepresented the nature of their supposedly proprietary watermarking process, leaving Ness in financial jeopardy. You told me this was original <laughs> watermarking. What the fuck? In later years, Ness struggled financially. He was nearly penniless at the time of his death. With his role bringing down Al Capone having been completely forgotten. What, That's what rough, man. Like, what were his last words? Does it say his last words? Uh, probably, I hope the book does well. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, shortly after his approval of the, fu- for the, of the final galleys for the Untouchables, on whose writing he and Oscar Fraley had been collaborating as a means on Ness's part of earning money in his later years, Ness collapsed and died of a heart attack at his home in Cootersport, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Cootersport? <laughs> I don't know if that's how that's said, but that's the only way. C-O-U-D-E-R-S-P-O-R-T. Cow- so I, maybe Cowders? Maybe, I mean, maybe Cowders, but like... I'm going Cooters. Go I'm going Cootersport, considering it's in Pennsylvania. On May 16th, 1957, he was 54. His body was cremated and his ashes were scattered in one of the small ponds. <laughs> on the, ground, the grounds of Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland. 
An admirer later donated a plot near the pond and erected a cenotaph in his honor there. Oh my the god! Fuck? I'm so glad you didn't tell every, me any of this earlier. <laughs> every every part of his life is a failure. Other like than it's getting just Capone. disappointing. Yeah, he got let's, Capone, and let's then do he some fucked good, boys. everything. Let's yeah. do some good. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fuck. That's like what just survived. the my ashes were spread on a like in a, a pond. pond in a fucking in a, a creek. His ashes were spread in a fucking sewer. Runoff the grounds of in fucking Cleveland. Yeah, the la- grounds of Lakeview Cemetery in Cleveland. Ness was survived by his widow Elizabeth Anderson Seaver and adopted son Robert. Thanks, Robert. Ooh, ooh, so ooh, I bet even ooh, Robert ooh, was ooh, more remarried a dirty wop. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. I'm marrying this. <laughs> I'm Wait. marrying this dirty wop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's to our lot. Italian uh, listeners, we are very. Uh, we'll only do that like once or twice. Yeah, one more time. I didn't even know one this was time. a thing until this movie. So yeah, I mean, like Connery's pretty heavy into the whole like be racist towards yeah. Italians thing. Yeah. It's pretty funny. What's Granted, I think that's just in character for Connery to be racist. It's probably mostly ex. Connery. What's that yeah, Italian's yeah. name? Or not Italian? What's the guy who uh, the comedian's name? He got uh, fired from SNL. What's his name? Um, An Italian. No, no, no. He's not Italian. He's oh, like, Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got a whole bit about like uh, being openly racist towards Italians. Like it's like the last frontier for racism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's like, and then one day it'll just not be okay. Yeah, he's like, yeah. one day everyone's gonna wake up and be like, we can't say this anymore. But it's still okay. But we'll keep we'll we'll start we'll, to, we'll, fl- we'll work on it. We'll flush it out. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. might hear. I mean, I got the Canadian thing. It's coming. It, you guys are gonna love it. <laughs> Uh yeah, so Elliot Ness wiki's good. Good. Wow, time. dude. Uh, yeah, again, well, you could read his Wikipedia all day. And that would be a fucking <laughs> podcast. Holy shit! Uh, the misadventures of Elliot Ness. So no candidate U.S. U.S. raid until it's told that. Uh, two different results on how Nitty died. Uh, I'm so not sure which one. Uh, like the right hand man to Capone that was killing everybody. The white suit. Oh, that was that was a real guy. Yes, yeah. that was a real guy. Uh, oh, that was Michael Jackson. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Doing like the beginning of Thriller when he was walking up to places. Yeah, I know. Uh, he uh, Ness did not kill Nitty, is for sure. At least according he didn't throw to him Jesus. off the fucking roof <laughs> no, after sparing his life. No, he did not. Uh, I, I have two different results. I'm not sure which is true. One says he died in a raid in 1932, and one says he died by suicide in 43. So. Those are big differences. <laughs> Huge so, differences. Yeah. Uh, apparently Capone and Ness never met in real life, but something also said he was among the agents that took Capone to jail. So who's to say? I think things got real murky there, 30s well, and 40s. I'm going to go ahead well, and I'm going to I'd imagine this. embellishment like you, like Ness probably trying to tell the story. Exactly. You know, he's like, even if he had a hand in contributing towards Al Capone getting taken down, yeah. even if he wasn't directly involved, he'd be, I was there. I was on the scene. There I was. Al Capone in my hands. The, the cover for it's the It's like you were, you were in jail, you drunk ass. You weren't even there. <laughs> the subtitle... The subtitle for The Untouchables is The Thrilling Story of the Handful of Incorruptible Men Who Smashed the Bootleg Empire of Scarface Al Capone. So, yeah, I'm going to guess that this book is filled with bullshit (laughs) and it's going to be it's pretty much a fiction. Yeah. Yeah, likely. Uh, 336 pages, though. Well, there you go. That's a long book. Uh, yeah, I wish I could have read the book. Uh, also, allegedly, Capone actively avoided violence against the Untouchables because he thought that would result in more aggressive retaliation from them. 
And uh, the bat scene allegedly happened, but apparently it was not, like, his specific, like, inside guys. Like, it was dudes that worked for him. Um, and it was four guys, not just one. Uh, De Palma doesn't go into detail in the interview that I watched with him, but he does say he killed four guys that weren't conducting business the way he wanted. And Compone, indeed, did get 11 years. So. And he died right. in prison as a syphilitic moron. Uh, outside of prison, he died, I believe. The syphilis couldn't be confirmed. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure he died in prison. I mean, what, can, let's 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 get a little deeper here, because I'm, from what I remember, now this is very loose dog shit history from the brain of a man who is a little retarded. I'm pretty sure he died because of syphilis, or syphilis just rotted his brain while he was in prison, and by the time he got out, he was so like incoherent syphilized syphilized yeah he came out of j- like jail a syphilitic moron maybe he, he got died out in a nursing home early in 1939 for good behavior after spending his final year in prison in a hospital suffering from syphilis i okay. see i see plagued yeah. by health problems for the rest of his life capone died in 1947 at age 48 at his home on palm island florida that's okay. rough so he had another eight years of living just like fucking like brain dead brain, dead, yeah. brain fried at sure. all that that's awful was he that bad of a guy i mean come on was he that bad of a guy he you just know? wanted a drink he just wanted a drink we all could use a drink Cheers to that. People are gonna drink. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. I got nothing left. So yeah, I, mean, I got any water in there. So well, actually, they don't need to know that. Is there anything in that cooler, man? What do you got in this cooler, man? I got uh, Coca Cola. I got all kinds of cokes. Yeah, mostly just it's just coke. I'll take a Coca Cola, man. You want a Coke? Sorry. Yeah, I'll take okay. a Coca Cola. I don't have much variety. No, it's okay. Uh, it keeps on spinning around. I'm it's Friday. Cokes. I'll indulge. Thanks, buddy. You got it. So, all right, uh, back to the. All right, notes. so all Scarface right. Al Capone, he died in 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 Florida. Oh, Florida, yeah. very cool. You know, I mean, very cool. You know, that's probably the best place to die. Yeah, that's why people go there to die. Yeah, so. You right. I, I'm pretty sure it's unscrewing a little bit from That's the mic, okay. but That's if okay. I just don't touch it, it's fine. Yeah, you should stop touching it. And in, on the on the on the subject of not touching it, so let's get into this fucking film. I think it's called The Touchables. Yes. <laughs> Did you have any bad summaries for this one? Uh, good cop, bad cop routine goes horribly wrong. Nice. I got Jimmy Malone doesn't like Italians, but he loves whores. Umbrella business sales slump after local police hold up shipment. And uh, treasury officer's wife wants to repaint the kitchen. <laughs> Post office fucks up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, box score. We got 25 deaths. Now, this is debatable. Uh, we got the two cops that Nitty killed in order to get in to kill Oscar, but we don't see those on screen, so we count those deaths. I mean, they died. They're definitely dead, I, and like we see them, though. Deaths. We, we see, see them. them dead. Yeah. Uh, Look, I'll count them. I'll okay. count them, yeah. Because when we sh- went through Predator, we didn't necessarily see all the people on the train die, but we counted those bodies, right? I counted on screen deaths in Predator. Okay. We didn't count just the random bodies? Correct. I think we'd, okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, all right, so, and then there's the two people that get shot in the stairwell in the courthouse, but they seem to still be moving, so I don't know if we count those or not. I, I, put, I put them in. Yeah. So maybe. Did the little girl die? We were talking 22. <laughs> yeah, the little the girl died. That girl is the body. deadest. Didn't see her body. because there wasn't one left. Yeah. <laughs> she was immolated. There's nothing. <laughs> hey, mister. Mister, mister. You forgot your bag. 
Too much lead paint. It's like you forgot your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just the cop outside of the courtroom. Or the bailiff. Excuse yeah. me. Do you think the bailiff died? I counted them. Yeah. So. I don't know. I couldn't I really tell where somebody I, got shot. There was I, a I couple counted of, it. There was a know? couple of goons that got shot in the shoulder and then fell like they got shot right in the heart. So yeah. it's like, you know. I mean, granted, the, the medical technology probably wasn't available to keep them alive in some cases. And that's they might not have even bothered. shot could have been fatal. But I'm just saying, like, that's a long, drawn-out kind of death versus, like, just falling and dying. You know, like it's Mr. like, Orange. I'm shot in the shoulder. You know, yeah. it's like, you got to run around and like, you know, put your arm back on like Saving Private Ryan style. Oh, sure. Yeah. So. It's yeah. rough. Yeah, it's rough, man. But it's 1930. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I got two explosions. The grenade and the thing in the beginning. Yep. Two Connery whore remarks. Connery Italian hate remarks. Five. One from Ness for a grand total of six. Uh, one defiled corpse and one shown or implied bang. Yeah, this one's implied, not shown. And a partridge and a pear tree. Should have bang. He wanted, uh, yeah, she wanted her pubes brushed. Apparently, I see. <laughs> so why don't you come upstairs and brush, brush my, my hair, hair, detective? Nine months later, and there's my goddaughter. Yeah, I mean, I guess whatever tool you got to use to show the passage of time, but that one was a little odd. Yeah, that one we couldn't really figure out because it looks as if in the beginning, when she's making his sandwich, writing him a little "I'm proud of you" note for his lunch which just makes him seem like a little fucking schoolboy. yeah when he gets there he's like huh note from my wife you want a part of a sandwich is a whole thing and then and yeah but uh yeah so it appears that she has the baby bump in that scene i'm not sure if she does i don't know if that's implying that his first daughter is not born yet i'm not really sure what they did with the timeline in this as far as his kids and how fucked. long it goes. It was timeline was kind of fucked. And in, in, yeah. in, in my opinion, because he had the interaction with the gal of the daughter who got exploded um, <laughs> in the beginning, she was like, you have children, so I know you understand. And that seemed kind of still early on in the career and even kind of pre uh, us really even seeing Elliot. Yeah. So to me, it was girl got exploded we see elliot and that's still within like the recent enough timeline and maybe she's pregnant with that bab that shows up later um but the kid is still the kid and is kid years old and they had that already yeah kid. Uh, yeah so uh the music in this movie uh, it, very hit score. or miss some of these were like absolute bops. Um, you know, we had scenes where like it was kind of like earlier in the movie we were going through like the hotel before coming that was in a cool on. Song. Yeah, yeah, like, that, yeah. like it was kind of bop. It was like weirdly kind of like mystical, magical a little bit, but it was still a bop, and it I felt yeah. like it fit the tone really well. And then like we go to other scenes where it's like we're doing like the post office approach, and we're like in this weird like triumphant like victory almost kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, like it was—it was just a really odd theme to say, like you know, we're we're on a raid, we're gonna like be on the attack, but it was like already almost like we were part of a victory montage, yes, like kind of thing. So it's like you would it, see at the end of the movie a yeah. little bit, yeah. So it's like it—it it almost didn't fit the tone, but it still was trying to evoke like the right emotion. So it—I it, I felt kind of off on some of these, but yeah, um, like, when it yeah. did, <laughs> when it did hit though, it it hit, but. Yeah, like you said, like they walk into that back room of the post office, like "Welcome to Jurassic Park." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I thought we would have 
I mean, I loved the music in the beginning, the opening credits there. Yeah. I thought that was really good. And then they overused the fuck out of that song during the rooftop chase. Yeah. And so, uh, just overall, the music could have been done better. It was mid. It was mid. Yeah. Mid music. Mid score. Mid score. Uh, Andy Garcia and everything I've ever watched him in seems like he might get emotional if he's not yelling at someone. Just an observation. Yeah, he's always on the verge of crying. He always seems <laughs> just, like he's about to cry. Yeah. Mr. Ness, I, uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I can't help but relate, but I just, he can't keep it together. He's just... Yeah, well, at least, I, like, I can't always tell you're gonna cry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if that's, if that's the truth, then you're keeping it well hidden. Thank you. But, uh... It's a talent. You can cry, man. No, I know. We're just, we're doing, like, a podcast thing. I just... Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's okay, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think we could cry together, you know, if you Just, want. If, if everyone's if willing to cry on this podcast. I mean, I could, I could shed a few. We all could right, all I'll do our we could all do our best Danny Garcia impressions. <laughs> you know, Mr. Ness, I just, um, you know. That filthy, that filthy Irish pig, he called me a... Called me a fucking me wop. A, a wop. Called me a wop guinea fucking dago. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember those fucking frostbacks? <laughs> Oh, don't spoil it. <laughs> don't spoil it. Those fucking those fucking mountain monkeys. <laughs> the maple monkeys coming down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> the Alberta wind chimes. Look at them. <laughs> shot me, Mr. Ness. The, the, the moose jockeys. They came down up off the mountain. They came down early. They didn't even wait for our cue. This kind of sounds like... um. Yeah, it sounds like. Who am I thinking of? It's like, uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Willem Dafoe, a little bit. Okay. Kind of has a little bit of a Willem Dafoe feel to it when I'm doing it. I'm like, these these, these maple monkeys coming down off the hill. Like, <laughs> I can almost, yeah, that, I can that, almost kind of see it. That way, yeah, that way that he explains things, right? Yeah. Like when he's uh, on, even when he's like Green Goblin, he's. Like, you know, he's, he's Norman Osborn, right? Yeah. He's when just he, like talking to Harry. He's like, Harry, you know, you don't want to see the, uh, you know. the maple car. Your friend, Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter Parker, look at him. He's a fucking crazy monkey. Okay, okay well, now we're getting to <laughs> no, it. Yeah, sorry. Well, someone I, I mean, else. Yeah. My bad. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> sorry. I was just going over there, man. Uh, yeah, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Cut, cut that out of there. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll cut it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. That was my other comment. Ness is like a schoolboy. Uh, sandwich and gets mad when he discovers only umbrellas and tells the photographer to leave. Yeah. How embarrassing. Yeah. But He's how, like, like... Get him out of here! How oddly close his intel had to be that it's like, hey, listen, there's going to be a Canadian shipment and there totally was a Canadian shipment, but it just happened to be a bunch of umbrellas and bullshit. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chicago's dirty. Yeah. That's, that's what we're establishing at that point. All jokes aside, I don't think it's a bad no, no, I enjoyed it. No, yeah, I mean, this yeah. is kind of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> this is all what we do. We take cinema and we stomp all over it. <laughs> we, we ruin it. And it's then at the end, we're it's like, a joke. Yeah. no, it was pretty good. All right. So, uh, it, so we love Connery in this movie, yes? Gosh. We love I, Connery in general. I really, like, I don't want to <laughs> say 10 out of 10. <laughs> I don't want to say it. But he Do was it. Like just a, say no, it. No, he was like a nine three in this movie. Yeah, he, he was pretty on it. Yeah. If you took, if you took the 
the, the version of Sean Connery from those first <laughs> Bond films and slapped him into this movie. Yeah. That would have been a 10 out of 10. Yeah. But he's a little older, you know, he's a little wiser, but he's, you know, he's in fucking Chicago and he still sounds like James Bond. Like, yeah, yeah. Just being racist towards a little Italians. More, a little more Irish. Yeah. yeah. Natural tongue. That, uh, that, well, because he's, he's Scottish, right? Oh, yeah, So yeah, yeah. that, 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 that kind of came out like in that scene where he's dying. He's like, what are you trying to do? Yeah. Like it was really in there, you know. It sounded like Shrek a little bit. sounded like he had a kilt on, you know. Donkey. Donkey. <laughs> And put yeah, I put my kilt on one one leg at a time. All right, I yeah, I love him. So not bad. Um, and I love the yeah. Okay, so then the post office scene. I love it. By the way, you had notes, didn't you? Yeah. I don't want to just like. Uh, oh no, I mean, mine mine were pretty general all the way throughout. Um, my main comment was uh, that we open up with the bang and the murder of a child, and that it was Halloween all over again. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Fuck that dead kid. Not this dead kid. This dead kid did no harm. The dead kid from Halloween that you should go back and watch. Yeah, fuck that dead kid. Yeah, fuck. Halloween ends. Check us out. Yeah, fuck that dead kid. Fuck that kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had the question, too, because I, I was hoping maybe you looked into it. Why did we have a prohibition in 1930? Uh, you know, same reason drugs are illegal, right? Because was, that, was there two different prohibitions? or What do you mean? Well, like, just why? Why did we have the prohibition? Was this just like a like we don't we don't like alcohol no more, so we're just gonna ban it? Oh, um, that's how it always goes, right? Yeah, I think that kind of just goes into history of prohibition. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. We live in like a uh, we live in a really really weird country that yeah. you know is well, you know, just the logic step. Obviously, it was fine at one point, and then we were like, now nah, we're gonna put laws against it. It went through, it passed, or whatever. That's the law we're gonna enforce. But I don't you know, know. What, what what was the general goal to accomplish at that time? Yeah, I mean that's you're talking about like the philosophy of uh, early 1900s white man. You know, it's like who knows what they were they thinking? thinking. You know, they were they were all fucked up. We don't know what they're thinking today. No, we don't know what you they're know? thinking today. You know, it's why is TikTok still legal? You know, who knows? That is an excellent question. Who knows, yeah. man? Yeah, it was it was to reduce crime. And corruption, solve social problems, reduce the tax burden created by prisons and poor houses, and to improve health and hygiene in America, that according to a, a 1991 article, which but I trust rem- more than anything today. We remedied those problems by privatizing <laughs> prisons. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not going to get the whole thing, man, yeah. but we live in a fucked up country, man, and... The rules are arbitrary and made up. It's Listen, like a whose line is it anyways? We you shouldn't know? have been a country to begin with. And I mean, no. we can go all the way back to the, you know, 1776, man. We should not have been a country. We should have been 13 individual countries hanging out with Native Americans. That's what we should have done. But somehow the federal government was like, nah, it's not going to happen. No, it's <laughs> not going to happen. You guys are all going to pay taxes to me. And then we're going to manifest destiny our way across this country slaughter anybody in our way as is tradition as is tradition and you guys are all gonna be christian what kind of christian Irrelevant. figure it out <laughs> figure it out we got like 30 of them you know there's a whole origin draw out of this hat this is gonna be yeah. such a long like i'm gonna go such far into the fucking rabbit hole here but do you know that like the whole separation of church and state was because like the original founding fathers were just like fed up with everyone arguing over what was the right religion I mean, yeah, I really like, well, you got Protestants yeah. and Catholics, and then you go down south, you have the Southern Baptists, and these people are all like, blah, 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 blah. so they're like, you know what? 
get the fuck out of the courtroom with your rabble rabble. And we're just gonna make separation of church and state. So like you had the ideals of the North and the South. The second that the fucking country became a union, there was already like civil war ready to happen pretty much with God and each people, each team's corner. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So then you fast forward to fucking 1930, been through one world war. Everyone's pretty much trying to blow their own brains out. Cause they've seen hell as this tradition, as this tradition. And, uh, yeah. So like, wait a minute, why is everyone killing each other? Oh, because, probably because we're brain dead fucking, I almost said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're brain dead, you know? And then, uh, yeah. So then we're like, you know what? Let's just make alcohol illegal. And then it caused more problems. And, <laughs> Fuck it. USA, baby. Wouldn't want to live anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I'd go to like, maybe like uh, Romania. That sounds pretty cool. I'll stay here. I'm good. Where, Ohio? Yeah. He can't go anywhere right that's Ohio. not by plane, so. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're like pretty much landlocked to like Michigan, Pennsylvania. I could go for a boat ride, but it's got to be short. Okay, okay. I just mean I'll stay in America. Like we're we're okay. You know what I mean? Like well, I mean yeah. I mean it's, it's like you you know you, you complain about your job, but you're like oh I yeah. want to work somewhere else. You know? Yes. <laughs> no. Am I going to? No. Anyway, man. Anyway. Yeah. yeah let's not get too uh, political. So here, the I guess. untouchables. Yeah. Prohibition uh, was just to to keep people a little bit in line to help with the tax burden. They thought it was going to have an impact on like the prison system, people's general welfare. So, I mean, a good intention was there in the back of somebody's mind, but implementation just didn't take into account uh, people. Yep. I think that was the the biggest problem. The American people. The American people. The American people. America. America. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, same problems with drugs and stuff right now, right? I mean, if you just legalize some drugs. True. Yeah. Legalize it, we can tax it. And then, you know, you can regulate it. it It'll be a little safer. I was going to say, what do you you think about legal heroin? But we got that. What do you think about legal meth? We got that. You know, we got any pharmaceutical pill. Yeah, yeah. any any pill you want. Honestly, dude, if you really, really, really get deep into it, like in almost everybody in this country is like high on Adderall. I feel like (laughs) I swear I talk to some people and I'm like, you're on Adderall right now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. But it's like, yeah, you are. You're on fucking meth right now. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. Yeah. My sister, high on meth all day. And she's a, she's a great she's a great pupil. Sure. You know, she works at her office job and just loves her life. Anyway, we're getting fucked. This is a reminder. Check your about? dosage, people. Maybe yeah, you need yeah. to tone it down a bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Talk let's, to let's your wean doctor. off. Let's wean off, everybody. As a country, we need to wean off. But I do want to say, just like out of this era, just the general uh, like aesthetic of just like police wear and like especially kind of like the detective, like the treasury. You know, everyone's got, like, the long coats, yeah. you know, the trench coat kind of style there. Like, there's just some, like, really, like, odd aesthetic that's associated with this time frame. And just the way it gets portrayed in movies like this is always just so cool looking. You know, everyone's it does got, look like, cool. the, the vest, the dress shirt, like, the pinstriped, the you know, dress slacks. shirt kind of thing. Like, it's just slacks up to their belly button. Yeah. I love that. It's there. There's just something about it that I always find so just, like, you know, aesthetically appealing. Like, it's just such a thing I would kind of want to wear if I could get away with it, but... Yeah. Um, I just lo- I love that Malone knows where to go. He's like, "We're doing a raid. I know where the liquor is." Yes. Let yeah. me show you where I picked it up earlier. <laughs> and it's even shown that, like, of course, later, like he's got whiskey in his apartment, or you know, I, I, what I imagine is whiskey. Yeah, it's it probably Canadian whiskey. Yeah. 
sitting there in his icebox. Yeah. Which, freezers looked so funny back then. Like, they look like fucking... Uh, yeah, I thought it was like an oven. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, well, this is stupid. Why does he have a two-tiered oven? That's weird. Yeah. But uh, people probably just didn't utilize freezers for, you know, hardly shit, so... Walking into the post office with shotguns is funny. Yeah. Just well, care. just the like, and the, they have no like trigger discipline. They're all like fingers on the trigger. Yeah, everybody, people. every gun is pointed at every person, and then also, yeah, we're just always on the trigger. But That's also, just, just the worst about it. Yeah, he's standing outside the post office. He's literally just pointed directly at, at Malone's stomach, finger on the trigger. Yeah, standing there talking. This is the post office, Malone. <laughs> But I just I just love the approach, like the lack of dialogue. Like we're not going to speak to a single goddamn person inside there. Everybody was shook. Yeah, everybody yeah. was fucking Everybody's terrified. Just running away. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I think most of the people there are aware, at least, of like what's going on in that back room. So they see some people coming in with a shotgun. They're like, either Al Capone fucked up or we fucked up. Either way, we're dead. Yeah. Like they just, you know. Absolutely. They got nothing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love the bat scene. Yeah. Very well done. So no. they do the raid and the guy that's running that, you know, little backroom operation, he gets clubbed in the head with Very a unfair. baseball bat. Very unfair. <laughs> I mean, he had nothing to do with that. But the delivery of that yeah. is just so good. We get, you know, kind of the speech or whatever. We're talking about team, teamwork. We don't have like the single players or anything. And, uh, you know, we just, we just get the nice setup, you know, carrying around the bat while you're making the speech. And then you start eyeing the one guy and he starts, you know, you know, repeating, kind of mimicking that teamwork, 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 and like you can just see like the wire in the back of his wire. head snap, where he's just wire. like wire, 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 wire. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he's just like, uh, I gotta take him out, take him out, take him out, take him out, take him out. And everyone was just like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So yeah, that was, that was really well done. Scene, kind of taxi driver esque on the zoom out. Yeah, like for the sure. Results of the disaster. So yeah, I dig that. Um, and then his wife, why don't you come and brush my hair, you detective? Very weird. Horny. <laughs> very horny. Liked very it. Horny. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. She like. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, she wanted her pubic hair brushed. That was going on there. I guess. I think she trims. You know, I think she probably trims. Well, I mean, it's 1930s. So I'd imagine there's just no upkeep on the average Probably gal not. at that time. Little, I mean, little. Yeah, a little. That's why she wants know? it brushed, you know? She conditions. She probably braids it, God. Does she shave her <laughs> legs, though? That's really what I'm sure she asking. shaves her legs. Maybe that's, that's the hair time. he was supposed to brush. She's the like, leg hair. God, brush me. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, it's one lot. stroke all the way down yeah, the legs. Like, ooh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Playtime, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's my other note about <laughs> the trigger discipline thing. Oh, yeah, because he's at home and he's just waving the gun around. Where's the baby? He runs upstairs <laughs> yeah. and he finds <laughs> it. His fingers on the trigger. He's hugging her. He's like, Even oh. Ellie was a little bit confused on the time progression here because that was a full-grown baby child uh, by the time he got upstairs. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so then I love I love in a movie every time that somebody says <laughs> somebody's like, "Hey, we got good news." Hey, tell them. Oh, that, yeah. that concept's always just funny. It's yeah. like, "Well, you'll you'll never believe this." Tell them. 
<laughs> I know. Yeah, that is. That and is. then and then he says like a sentence, and then he's like, "Yeah, and it's going down at this and this time." And it's like, well, well, do it okay, again. You want do you want me to tell him, him or? Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell him. Hey, listen. Um, so there's gonna be a party. Okay. Yeah. So it's at eight o'clock. Okay. On Thursday night. Yeah. Okay. Listen. If if Hold you on. wanted me to tell him about the party. Okay. Tell him. Tell him. Okay. So the party's gonna be at eight o'clock. Okay. It's gonna be for Fernando. Okay. But wait. Did you? And then there's on, and him. then there's Hold like on, there's gonna be beer. And there's gonna be okay, there's gonna listen, be whiskey. If we have to do this again, okay. Am I telling him about the plan? Are you? No, no, no. Go him? ahead. Tell him. Okay, tell him. Okay. Tell him. So, Fernando, there's gonna be but beer. Did I tell I'm you making. About Fernando? Wait, tell him. Okay. So, he, what he was gonna say was Fernando. He doesn't want a party. Okay. He's very. Fernando deli- doesn't want a party. <laughs> see, but see, Fernando loves pot. Okay. So we're gonna bring pot. Yeah. And that that'll that'll ease him. That'll ease him into the party. Okay. You know right. what I mean? Okay. Like he's very cranky without the pot. Okay. Oh, and tell tell him the other thing about uh, about the horse. Okay. So listen, we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get this ho- <laughs> we're gonna get this horse for Fernando, right? We're and gonna- this horse's cock is huge, dude. But did you hear about? Did you tell him? About- Dude, I got the horse's cock is gigantic. I know it's huge. Wait, did you hear about the horse cock? Ask him if you heard about the horse cock. So listen, the thing about the the thing about the horse cock is this. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Scene, scene, scene. (laughs) I really felt like the guy in the middle there. That was. I know. That was good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's always you know, it's always like that. All right. That's a, I never noticed that trope though. That's that, that's a good. <laughs> it I'll, always I'll, happens. I'll, notice, yeah, I'll always notice it too. Yeah, you know what I always notice in movies? Tell him. Okay. So there's this thing that he always notices in movies, right? See, it's the when thing the... in movies is that they always, you know, he bumps the guys, just tell him, and then he cuts them off. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. It's a classic. Well, I just said that. I said it. The guy always looks at him like he like with mysticism, like. Yeah, like as if that mean? guy hasn't heard it either. Right. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> tell me more about the horse cock. Hey, tell him about the horse cock. Oh, I thought you. I thought I knew. In that scene, that was funny because apparently we all knew about the horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, uh, I just love and so. All right. So they move up to Canada. They have a little raid at the border. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love that, like all these city cops, which they're, they're not. They're just they're count. Most of them are accountants. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, we know how to ride horses. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's every, yeah. And why? We all like just learned to shoot guns a couple of days ago. And now we're going to shoot guns on horses. It's yep. fine. Yeah. Um, no skill involved. And I love that Sean Connery is on a stakeout just munching on a log of salami. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just got like his knife open. <laughs> he's, he's just slicing. cutting over slices. Yeah. Excuse me. He's, um, he's got not a care in the world. Yeah. He didn't even know he was on a stakeout. And he was just hanging out. Yeah, and he really makes his value known. He's just telling everybody what to do. He's like, Oscar, you're cold. Stomp your feet. Don't check the gun. Hey, stop waiting on the stick. You know, he just goes around yeah. giving everybody advice. He, he very mentors the whole thing, almost to the point of being annoying. Yeah. And then he sits down, and he's like, learn a thing or two. Yeah. And then, just, and then he's like, mm, salami. Cutting salami again. Um, And then what I, what I feel like had to be uh, – oh, okay, so then – all the shooting starts. Oscar prevails on dumb luck alone. 
you know, just starts yelling and shooting, you know, just going all gung-ho. Runs out of bullets. Yeah. (laughs) Runs up to another guy. Luckily, that guy's gun jams. Yeah. It's a whole thing. He hit right bumper, though. He did the gun check, and he got the kill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did good. Yeah. But literally just exceeding by all luck, you know. All luck. 100% luck. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, the one guy runs off. Uh. Not the bookkeeper, but, like, one of those guys that yeah. kind of keeps the He ledger. was white suit. I mean, he was, you know, he was at least in that class of... White collar crime. Yeah. <laughs> but, obviously, everyone who had, like, that that apparel, you know, they were at least some upper-ranking member of the syndicate. Yeah. So, what I what I felt like had to be, um, <laughs> had to be a Sean Connery line and not... <laughs> Not scripted was, you know, he's chasing that dude and he just fires up into the air and he's like, all right, enough of this running shit. Yeah. <laughs> was 100% like the fourth or fifth take where Sean had to run after this dude and was just like, I'm done. I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. Line. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they get that guy, you know, they kill one guy. Let me get some water real quick, buddy. Yeah, man. This Coca-Cola is just making me thirstier. That yeah, thing? that's sugar, man. Yeah. Jeez Louise, I'm like, I'm parched. Yeah, it's parched. Parched, baby. So, um, what happens is, you know, he kills the kind of like the head honcho of this operation, and, uh, you know, so then they get the guy that Connery chases, and enough of this running shit. And they bring him into the cabin, start questioning him. He's roughing him up, and you know, Ness is like, all right, take. Take it like Take it nine easy, notches right. down. Yeah. Okay. He was definitely coming in on the bad cop. Yeah. And uh, so Malone goes outside. That's Connery. And uh, he just he grabs the dead corpse. And he puts it up against the window like he's questioning the guy. He's like, you're going to talk. And he puts a gun in his mouth. He's like, you got to the count of three. And, you know, counts to three. Shoots the dead corpse. Nothing like defiling a corpse in the name of the law. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean from a uh, interrogation standpoint, that's definitely a, a pretty pro move. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. from a uh, police force perspective, that is fucked up. It's, it's bad. Yeah. This is pre World War Two, so it's fine. Were there no laws back then? I don't remember. There was the prohibition. Yeah, what year was World War Two? Um, 1939 to 45. Yeah. I'm pretty okay. Sure. Cool. 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 There you go. I'm bad on dates and stuff. Uh. Scene between uh, scenes between Ness and his wife are all just goofy. Like she's, I think, probably the worst actor in this movie. Yeah, she's very awkward the whole time. Just, just like way too smiley. Like she just gave birth. Well, and, and, and the Grant- comment that cracked me up was like when she goes, "Like you should have seen us yesterday." Talking. I wonder if they. I wonder if the. I wonder if you picked it up in the mic. <laughs> I guess we'll It find picked out. up the pause, wow. that's for oh sure. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. That's yeah, nice. I picked that up, that's for sure. Yeah. Sorry, Man, my bad. Good thing it can't pick up the scent. God. I'm eating a lot of protein today. Yeah, if you subscribe to us on Patreon, though, we do have the... We uh, do have the scratch and sniff yeah, on the screen. Yeah, we do have the scratch and sniff. You can yeah. enjoy that if that's your thing for some reason. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's the scratch and sniff on the OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mess that one up. All right. We have a Patreon? No. But we do have an OnlyFans. Why don't we get a Patreon? We don't have either. I think you. I mean, yeah. It seems well, like Because, a... I mean, what are we going to put on there? Just you, like, spreading your butthole and farting? <laughs> well, that would that'd be the OnlyFans content Patreon doesn't want, Smut, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll have to look into it. We'll talk about this later. We'll get back to you on the smut. I don't yeah. think slash Patreon. I don't think we're famous. Give us for your money. Patreon. I don't think anybody's gonna pay for our Patreon. Yeah. All we isn't need is like begging. Isn't that just kind of how that works? All we need is fifty of you to give us ten dollars a month, and then we can do this full time. Right? I mean, how does that math work? No. <laughs> fifty times ten is five hundred. Can yeah. three of us live off of five hundred a month? <laughs> Well, I'm going to answer that Listen, for you. I can live on that for a couple of weeks. So give <laughs> that's me pretty good. all your money. That's, that's not bad. That's pretty good. It's not bad. It's not bad. All right. So, uh, yeah, his wife's just goofy. Was, I just, and, the comment I found funny was like, you know, he's he's meeting his son. You know, she had just given birth. And she's like, yeah, you should have seen us yesterday. I'm like, what the fuck is that even... I don't know. I was, was he there dead? for the birth? Well, he wasn't there for the birth. So I guess he was too busy in Canada committing war crimes. Oh, so <laughs> like, yeah, that was that, like that's the thing. Like those were that was like an international issue. Probably, yeah. I just I don't know. I thought it was a weird quote. It was like, hey, you should see us yesterday. My snatch was all torn up, <laughs> shitting all over the place. I should have been stitches. here yesterday when I gave you a child into this world. It's like, bitch, I was working. Baby was all slimy and stuff. It was pulled senna everywhere. It Go was check crazy. the bank account. I'm an accountant. Or what is, I'm an auditor. What is he? I'm a what tre- am I? I'm a treasury. A officer. treasury. Uh, uh, yeah, I have yeah. so much treasure. Fuck you. <laughs> Back to work. What do I do again? When is women's suffrage? Fuck you, lady. <laughs> God damn it. You know what? This level of confusion and misunderstanding with his wife probably leads on to the yeah, divorce I need a later drink. on. Wait, I can't drink? What the fuck? God damn it. I, I hate this prohibition. How do I avoid being at home? I'm moving to Cleveland. I don't want to be with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm moving to fucking Cleveland. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. By the way, this is um, just going back to the whole Elliot's true story thing. Um, yeah. With an adopted son, who who gets the kid in the divorce? I mean, well, mom... it wasn't until the third marriage, I believe. Oh, he's married three times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they adopted Baseball a rules. kid. Oh, you were too busy laughing, which is understandable. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I mean, it, it was, was a lot of to di- digest at one time. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure even in 1930, uh, well, no, in 1930, uh, women weren't entitled to rights, so he probably I like how you're got sitting the child. Right now. I like, I like how you're sitting. The big slouch, yeah, kind of slouching, holding it back. I like yeah. that. I'm kind of fits. Yeah, I'm gonna get comfortable. Here. And you got your leg. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> the way. I like this a lot more. This is the way. This, this is the way. way. Uh, <laughs> Tell him this is the way. <laughs> Dude, so anyway, listen, just, this is the way, okay? You want to <laughs> lean back? You want to get the mic tilted on you? Yeah. Tell him, keep going, keep, keep telling him. This is the way to do it, all right? He told you. <laughs> I got I got to I got to shit my pants again. Well, <laughs> just point the mic away. I mean, it's I can't pick it up. Well, no, but we're talking about it. All right. So, I mean, what do you want me to do? Step out or hold it? No, it's okay. Just point your mic away from it. Next time just, we'll just next time we'll open the window. That does stink, doesn't it? Yeah, I believe this is against I don't the, know, I'm uh, the Geneva Convention. <laughs> I'm pretty sure gas warfare was part of that. Hey, yeah, man, Geneva come on. conventions. Tell tell me about the Geneva Convention. Okay, so listen. The, the Geneva Convention. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. 
Okay, so uh, Oscar gets killed in the elevator. Not the Grouch. Yeah, Oscar Wilde. Not the Grouch. Actually, you're right. Um, you know Frank Nitty, who was uh, again the real guy. You Michael know. Jackson. You know, <laughs> killed a couple cops. You know, made his way in the building. You know, corners them in the elevator. The uh, the guy they took hostage and uh, you know Oscar the nerd. Yeah. An extremely Oscar, tactical move. I mean, it just. We you got the guys you need, the solely capable ones of putting Al Capone away, pretty much. And you're just like, cool, got him in an elevator. If so, there's that many corrupt cops, though, do you think he really needs to kill one to get inside the building? I think pers- killed two. There you go. <laughs> I think personally dispatching people like 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 Al Capone, like having a guy, he's like, I need you to take care of them rather than I have some guys on the payroll. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I think it's more of a confidence thing. I'd trust Nitty to do what he's got to do than, you know, any of the cops who are just, you know, usually working and helping him. I'd Nitty love to was get... like uh, the Irishman for Capone. Yeah. So I'd love to get like a, a Nitty on my team. You yeah. Know, who's just, I'm just like, hey, go dispose of this guy. And he's like, all right. All right. All right. Yeah. Doesn't care. Where am See, I going to write his address? I don't know what he got on you. I got it right here. What do you want? You yeah. know, anything. That's the thing. It's like if the closest we'll ever get is like grunts, you know, like they can do cheap work, but, mm. you know, they're not reliable. Not a, Nitty, Nitty, Nitty was a right hand man. Like a, like a yeah. real sharpshooter. I don't know. What would you call that? Like a. Nitty's like the uh, like chief of staff. Sure. I mean, sure. if we're you getting that I mean? biblical with it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's pretty big. Yeah. Chief of staff. Sure. Yeah, whatever. Or like, uh, what's what's a? Uh, oh, you guys don't watch House of Cards, did you? Well, who's, no. Who's Doug Stamper to uh, the vice president? Yeah. The uh, the treasury department. Treasury officer. Treasury officer. He's like a Pone's treasury officer. There we go. That, that's like, full uh, circle. Full circle. Yeah. That's literally good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah. So then you know. They go in the elevator. They find them. They write touchable and blood on the elevator. A lot of effort of there. Lot, so much effort. Well, that's how you know how stupid I am, though, because they put T-O on the one side and the other side was uchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really got it like too uch. I'm like, who the fuck is out? Who's uchable? Who's ukable? Too ukable. Too ukable. Too ukable. Too very. Must be Spanish. This message is not for me because I don't get it. <laughs> Sean Connery, Connery. In there. yeah, Connery's not his name. Just too too cabal, too. They trying to say toucan, too like this toucan, message, like the Fruit Loops. This message isn't for me, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> but yeah, he just defiles the crime scene. He just, he's like, he's like, no, Oscar shouldn't be hanging here. He just like puts him down. It's like, come on, man. Closes his eyes. Yes, my sweet baby. You gotta Good wait. Night. You gotta wait. Now maybe it was different in the thirties, but yeah, they they didn't have technology. There was no evidence to gather. It was just yeah, there's dead guys, man. Oh, the Bro, blood. Write it down. I think I think that's a Mulaney bit where he's like, now they have DNA. He goes, they used to be, you know, they used to find a dead body and they'd be like, there's a pool of blood in the center of the room. They'd be like, hmm, gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh. Connery's demands for Ness to be a good cop are basically just saying, to hell with the law. Just run out and shoot some people. It'll be fine. Sure. It's basically what he says to him in Canada. It's what he says to him, you know, the first raid. It's what he says to him. But that's like the know, ultimate flaw with like, Elliot Oscar Ness dies. as a character is that his ultimate flaw is that he's not 
He's eventually going to be a failed drunk in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> even in the beginning, he's like, oh, we do this for good. We do this for good. But at the end, he's throwing Nitty, right? Nitty is his name? Yeah, he's throwing Nitty off a roof because, what, he called your friend a, a, an Irish pig? Well, no, but, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the degradation of character. Like, he started off with all the noble causes, you know, only moving from what the law is going to dictate and allow him to do, and then it moves on to the... I only care about the objective. The objective is taking down Al Capone. I don't care what I have to do to accomplish the objective. He gave up the fact that the law was his backing and reason. He now only cared about the goal, taking down Al Capone. The law was just a means to get to Al Capone. Is that why he gave him the rosary at the end? Because he's like, I'm not, I'm no, I no longer, God's not on my side anymore. That was a rosary, right? Well, it was, uh, well, that was the thing that, that Malone explained was he said it's uh, St. St. Jude. St. Jude, the uh, patron saint of, of lost causes and police officers. So that's why he gave it up. Yeah. Well, and granted, I mean, he's a he treasury he officer. To have it. Yeah, yeah, so he's not like a... Yeah. He's not a cop. He's not a cop. Fuck the Polish. Fuck the Polish. Yeah. <laughs> if you heard this NWA, it's pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn good. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the whole degradation of character thing. Exactly. Uh, train station shootout is a little drawn out. God. But I, I think the payoff is enough. To me, I, I, I still like the scene. It's, it's okay. Kinda, well, so it's, it's kind of that tension build scene. You know, where you're like, okay, the scene is still happening. Yeah. You know, but, but it's like, what's all, happening with this fucking lady and the baby? Literally all the tension created, though, is just, and even visible on uh, on Elliot, on the character, is just from this lady not being able to, like, logically get her shit <laughs> and the baby up a flight of steps. Like, like, there's no way that, like, she has never encountered this situation before. Like, there's no way this has been a foreign thing. Like, oh, my God, a flight of stairs, and I have a baby and bags? What am I going to do? Yeah. Like, there's just no way that she has to struggle this much. She she repositions the cart, like, seven times. She's like, oh, I got to I gotta put a hand on the baby's chest, and, and I'm using my left leg to kind of pull one of the bags a little closer. Maybe if I put the bags on the tracks, and then I go move the stroller up a step and go back and get the bags, and then I put them beside the stroller. Yeah, no, none of that logic yeah. found her. It was all the lead paint in the, you know, she kept on redoing the kitchen and it just got to her. She repainted the kitchen too many times. And I think that's the issue. Yeah. You I know, think the average... Lot of lead paint. She, a lot of lead paint. A lot of lead Tell paint. Tell me about the lead paint. Okay, so listen, in 1930, so, there was... like, you know, back in the day, there was so much lead paint, you know? And, you know, tell them the effects of, like, a Okay, people, so, you like, when you're in, in high concentration, you know, with, like, so lead, lead paint. So, lead paint would just have these terrible effects on people, you know? You gotta look and at this it with lady... mysticism, though. Hold on, real quick. You have to look at it with mysticism <laughs> like you've never heard it before. Yeah, let's try that again. Sure. Yeah, tell them about the negative effects of lead paint. So, lead paint, it does all these things to your brain. Yeah, and when... so this lady was kind of kooky because of all the effects oh. on lead paint. She couldn't figure out how to get luggage and a stroller up the stairs. Tell them about the gunfight. Yeah, so anyway, so after the lady was struggling uh, with the cart and the baby and uh -huh. all of her shit, which was ridiculous. Yeah, um, so what happens is, you know, Ness just starts shooting people everywhere, you know, and people are coming out of the fucking woodwork shooting guns. Tell them about Giuseppe. Okay. Uh, Giuseppe, we call him George sometimes. Yeah, most uh, of the time. So yeah. Giuseppe, at, at the sniper's perch, like the most yeah. un, you know, touchable angle here. Nice. Get and it? then he just runs in, you know, and he just throws Ness a gun. He's out of bullets. 
you know, kills the rest of the people, catches the Which stroller. I'm not going to lie, was kind of the coolest shit that he just That's runs up I mean, in and he's the, like, just tosses him a, a gun. The payoff was the best. I like yeah. that Stone I, I like is a, I like that Stone's like a perfect shot. He's like, you got the shot? He's like, yeah, I got the fucking yeah, shot. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, I got the fucking yeah, shot. Yeah, I got the shot. I got goes, the shot. One! Take him. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Two. And then he goes, two. He falls like a bitch, dies like a bitch. Such a bitch. Dies like a bitch. Such a bitch. And then, uh, court scene, man. Court. Boom, boom, boom. We've boom, all been boom, to court. Boom. And then, well, yeah, so like. How about there have you been, like, the jury? You ever been to court? You ever been to court? No. I would love to have been. No, my joke now for... doesn't land because you've had to point this out, but no. I've oh, my bad. Court. Sorry. I was just. I, is that. Was that a joke? Well, you know, before I was like, we've all been to court. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And now... <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. Now they know that we haven't. I see. The illusion's shattered. The illusion. Here, tell, tell them how the illusion shattered. <laughs> see, the thing is, is you know, you The illusion shattered, Harley! <laughs> there we go, see? It's more like that. You need, like, real, like, and then you're like... <laughs> <laughs> like kind of point like that. Do you hear what he's fucking saying? Are you with this fucking guy? Really fucking the illusion guy. is fucking shattered. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the courthouse thing goes and you know it, you know, it comes out that uh Capone is paying off the jurors or whatever. As is much later because they're like, We're nailing the lid on his coffin and he's fucking smiling. What's going on over there? I'd like to think that the thing where he's like, What did you say to that judge? He got that from Malone because he's like, Oh yeah, and you're on the ledger too. Sure. And then oh well he wasn't on the ledger. It's like okay, you have to play that. You have to bluff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because like, like he doesn't know he's that bluffing, but like he's on a ledger. Obviously. He's not like, on that he's ledger, like, dude. He know, like yeah, he's still dirty, or else he wouldn't have gone for it. He's like, right, I've exactly. never taken any bribes, and he wouldn't have gone for it. But he's right. like, oh shit, I took a cold bribe. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, so Nitty's carrying a gun in court, and you know he takes him outside, and he's got like a handwritten like you know. On a business card from it's the it's the Ron Swanson like, I can do whatever I want Ron Swanson yeah, yeah. from Parks and Rec you know he's for just, sure uh, so then he's like which by the way he borrows his book you, of you talk about how great this nation is I'm sorry but that's slide that's that's what was going around back in the 30s <laughs> I'm just saying like that's what seriously I mean, well, I mean you know that's how fucking that's how it was, you know. You, you you get bought by the mob easy. You know, that mayor is just like, hey, Capone's like, hey, would you give my guy, give my guy a fucking note so he can run around with his gun, huh? Like, I won't let him mean? open carry. I won't let him open carry. Dude's running around with but a doctor's a note. note to murder people. <laughs> yeah. He just walks around. He's like, blam. Cops like, stop right there, criminal scum. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, hey. Look at this. Check out my note. Card. I got a note. Yeah. I got a note. It says I can kill people. You can take that with you. I have copies. Yeah. So, uh, where are we? Uh, needy. We're in court. Nettie's yeah, got a gun. So Nettie's got a gun. Uh, Ness borrows his book of matches because he makes them empty his pockets and they see the little fucking like, hall pass from his mommy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> mommy we didn't mayor. talk about Malone getting killed. You're all right. We, we didn't skipped talk ahead about a little bit. Getting killed. Yeah, you're right. Malone got murked. He got done that dirty. That was before the train shootout. Yes. Uh, Nitty and that other weird guy that Malone gets shot in the head by. Drink. Yeah. So you know, Malone get 
gets in the fight with that other cop from, uh, you know, kind of guys. He's like, he's, he's Irish. And um, he's very Irish. Jimmy, get out of town for a couple of days, you know. And then I was kind of Sweden. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, How about you get out of town there? <laughs> get out of town, don't you know? That's more Canadian. Shit. Maple monkey. I only know like three <laughs> accents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's like, well, where's the, where's the accountant? He's getting the information for Elliot. And uh, so then he's back at his house because he got in a huge fight with the, with the Irish cop. Huge and, fight. Yeah, well, it's an old for man. a couple of a old huge dudes, old man fight. Yeah, for a couple know? of old dudes, they were doing all right. Got whacked with a fucking like you know piece of fucking two by four. So and got kicked in the balls. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a whole thing. Damage was done. And so you know, Connery, he's he's been out of breath since the movie started. <laughs> so <he's> <laughs> enough <laughs> of this running shit. <laughs> all right, <laughs> yeah. enough of this fighting shit. I really would have loved it if we just had a couple more of those. Yeah. So, you know, he's in his place. He's kind of, you know, like ice in his forehead. He's got his drink in his hand because, because of course, you know, it's Sean Connery. You're not going to have him have a movie where he doesn't at least have a couple drinks, right? Sure. Yeah. He should have had I'm a steak sure. and a smoke, too. <laughs> steak, steak, scotch, snatch. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, Connery definitely just drinks and smokes in movies because he's like, no, I, I mean, I need a smoke. I need a drink. Like, it's, it's probably it's never in the script. It's, <laughs> you know it's, know? it's time for my drink break. You might as well work that into the script. Every time he says whore, it's not in the script. <laughs> it's yeah. not the script. Not every, the script. every racist racial slur he said, not in the fucking script. I can, imagine, like, I can imagine the Sean Connery director's cut, and it's just every time there's like a line that's either being racist or like bad towards women or there's drinking, it's just like the scene and then I cut to him. That was all me. <laughs> Being racist. That was all me. <laughs> Hitting a woman. That was all me. That was my idea. For king and country. For, For king, king and country, country, gentlemen. For king and country. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude, you know, Nitty and uh, that weird guy break in his house. Well, Nitty kind of waits out in the back alley to uh, just unload a Tommy gun on him. Like a little bitch. Brutal. Like a bitch. And uh, dude lures him, lures Nitty, or lures Malone out of the house. Um and I just I wish they would have had Sean Connery just blast that dude with the shotgun before he died, you know? Yeah, just some kind of like cuz that's the thing. Why would I mean, yeah, I know it's fucking movie man, but Nitty was perfectly posed up on the opposite stairwell. He would have not had a clear shot at all unless he walked out of his house. And the dude walked into a side window with a knife and expected well, he's going Malone. for the silent takedown. That was the intention. Right, and then... right. But he was, I mean, he was perfectly set up at the door. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So why would his dude go in through a side window with a knife? They should have just both busted down. They both should have gone in with guns. If you got Tommy guns, just make yourself known. Just kill them. Kill yeah, them. I mean, you're you're obviously going to draw the attention as soon as you start firing, but. Who's going to arrest you? Not those cops you paid off. No. Nope. Whatever. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So uh, he went out, dragged himself through the house. He had one last good deed. You know, what, he what, had a what, train ticket. The train hard. Now, what did he say? Just gurgling out his blood. Like, it was a rough death for sure. And that's, that's where he won the Oscar. Because he did get the Oscar for... Uh, Best supporting actor for this movie. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. 
I can see it. Yeah. And he did really good in this movie. Yeah. He did a wow, very good okay. job of playing Sean Connery. I'm like proud. You know what? The, I'd say Sean Connery is probably, I mean, at this point in the Content Crisis series, I'll say it like this. At this point in the Content Crisis series, Sean Connery is my favorite actor. I don't know if he's my favorite actor of all time, but he's definitely my favorite actor. In this series, or in like the Content Crisis universe that we're in. Maybe somebody, maybe we'll do something else and it's different, but... Because like, just Sean Connery. I love him. He's he's a little bit of a mythical creature. He's very he's like a he's like a chupacabra. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did I say about like Sasquatch? Sasquatch. Yeah, he's like, what they're telling they're telling each other about like he's like oh you know he's like oh Kevin Costner says uh well oh, I'm a I'm a fucking I'm a, I'm, a, I'm in the treasury, treasury department. officer I'm a, tre- I'm a treasury <laughs> I'm a treasury officer he's like yeah. all right carry on then and he's like what so you just believe me he's like why would you say why would why you, would someone who is not say he is that yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah he's like why would somebody who's not say that he is oh well i'm a fucking sasquatch <laughs> i met a sasquatch once i met i said i me and sasquatch had sex he said i am sasquatch i said okay well <laughs> may i fuck your hairy face please he yeah. said yes said, so i fucked his hairy face we still keep in touch we don't talk only keep in touch. <laughs> we only touch. No, no talking. It's a very intense affair. He doesn't. He doesn't speak very well. Do the face fucking. Okay, Chewie. You should have heard. You should. You should have heard him. Fucking his face. Quiet down. Quiet down. Quiet down. That's your face being fucked. I'll keep in touch. I'll call you. He did not keep in touch. <laughs> I won't call you. He did not call. All right. So yeah, but then he. he <laughs> that was drawn the, out. This is important. Nitty uh, writes the uh, the the address on the on the matches. On the matches. Fast book. forward to the, to the in his pockets, and uh, Kevin Costner. Before we seen Elliot Ness finds the fucking uh, matchbook with the address on it, and it goes buck wild. I had a friend that lived there. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and by the way, was like, I guess I got to shoot this bailiff and run the away. The perfect person to shoot in a time like that. Obviously. Obviously. Why? Because he has a gun and Elliot Ness doesn't. Because he follows. So the... that way he dies and drops the gun so that way Elliot Ness can follow him. <laughs> this movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so they draw it out a lot. The whole courthouse rooftop Live. shootout. Um, I like the score, and then all of a sudden it just got too long, and I was like, oh, I don't like the score anymore. Um, so, yeah, it was anyway. definitely like five minutes longer than it needed to be. Yeah. Like, there could have been a much more abbreviated version of really even just like getting outside the courtroom, the interaction, the chase to the rooftop, and then, you know, getting them on top of the, the roof. I love when they're on top. God, showing a push I like to be. But um, we spent like two minutes just staring at the dude while he was climbing down the rope. So. A lot of, yeah. I, I guess they were trying to go for the tension building and like, oh no, like, you know, we've seen the degradation of character. Is this like the final snap? Is he going to go full? Like, you know, we're just shooting people without, you know, them even looking you in the eye kind of thing. And yeah, it's but like, it, no, no, we're not, we're not going to no do that. No eye contact. No eye contact. He still I know we're talking about though. degradation of character, but it's just so stupid that he doesn't shoot him when he's on the rope, and then he Ed, throws them off the yeah. fucking 
building when he's like, your friend died like an Irish like a pig. stuck Irish pig. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know. If, uh, the, the only reason they really went that way instead of shooting him there, I think, was to use the he's in the car line. I, I, I think we really, like, we, we, we could have had the scene where, like, he was even we at the... We get a Bondism. We do get a Bondism, which yeah, I do appreciate. The untouchables. That's nice. But, yeah, like... It's a nice treat. But I, I do think, like, there's probably, like, an original idea they had where it's, like, a... You know, he's he's pretty much on the other side of the roof. He hasn't gotten a chance to, like, climb down that rope yet. And, like, he just takes the shot. Like, they have, you know, dialogue exchange. He just shoots him. And he, you know, falls off the edge. And they just let that be that. Like, that had to have been at least the original idea or intent because, like, the, oh, I'm going to stare at you. I should shoot you, but I'm not going to. And classic. then he's just going to look up and be like, ah, you got me. Yeah. I'm going to give me a minute. Climb back up there. I'm tired. I've been running. It was a classic um, 80s one-liner. Yeah. 80s movies had a lot of one-liners, you know? Yeah. So, I can't think of any examples besides, like, Die Hard. I ain't got Did time to sound bleed. like that? There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he pulls him back up, and then, you know, he says, "Yeah, your friend, your friend screamed like a stuck Irish pig," and then, that's that's the breaking point. He loved wire him, snapped. You know, it's like no, he was like a brother to me, and so you know, he was like a Sean Connery to me. I loved you, Anakin. <laughs> anyway, so he grabs him, throws him off the roof, and I feel like there's just a a possibility for a definite solid sketch here, you know. Because the, the line is, did he sound anything like that? What? D- did he sound anything like that? Like what? Oh my God, those people are falling. You know, like he's screaming. What? Who? Honey, are they talking to each other? Malone, my friend. You know, he screamed when like you screamed. Oh yeah. He's falling very slow. I, yeah, I don't know if he's did even he? falling. Yeah, my. <laughs> yeah, just and then smack. He's just yeah. like just the confusion for the time. It's like. Fuck! <laughs> like, like, I was hoping to have a good death. Let my life flash before my eyes a little bit as I fall. But this guy's like, do you sound anything? You know, I gotta fucking take a pop quiz before I die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and even it's like the after death scene, you know, where it's like, you know, he's waiting in line to get judged. Right? He's like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yep. Did he sound like what? I don't get it. <laughs> what I, is he talking? Who's Malone? I don't get it. Um, yeah. So then it's funny to think, funny to me to think that Ness doesn't have to deal with any of that, like, just murdering a guy. He's just like, no, he's just in the courtroom talking to the judge about how this is a corrupt jury and we're not have to deal with that guy out there. <laughs> no big deal. I mean, what is this guy, fucking James Listen, Bond? there's a dead guy outside, irrelevant. Irrelevant <laughs> to the plot. Um... And then I think, you know, so the case ends, you know, again, like you said, the judge, tell the judge he's on the rap sheet, you know, he's not, but obviously he's dirty. He's on a rap sheet and he knew it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, or not rap sheet. The ledger. The Yeah. Yeah. The ledger. I don't know why I said rap sheet. I'm sorry. Because we're um, in court. Yeah. So I just thought it was a little, so the whole thing goes to shit and Capone like punches his lawyer in the face and all this shit. And, you know, Ness goes up to Capone and he's like, <laughs> I didn't even write down because it was so fucking cheesy. Just like, never stop fighting till the fight is done. Yeah, what? I, 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 I'm so with Capone there. Like, yeah. he's like, what? What is and, it? What are you saying? And it's De Niro going like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. 
You here, won. Here endeth the lesson. The little... His little Malone homage, yeah, but he's like it's walking like, out like John John three sixteen, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you might as well have just gone up to him saying Bible verses, you know. Thou shalt not kill, <laughs> pussy. <coughs> For all have fallen short. Yeah, just some. Yeah. Um, just makes Ness seem really bitchy when I feel like. Oh, he's bitchy the whole movie. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh well. That's how it felt. Yeah. Um. I don't, honestly, like, I feel like Ness was probably a little more like Malone in real life, you know, dude, now that we know, like, what what he did, like, after he died, yeah. after uh, he did all this. Was so. he like Malone or was he like Sean Connery? <laughs> <laughs> Sean Connery's my biggest inspiration, even <laughs> though I don't know that guy yet. Um, but. How does the movie end? You didn't, forgot the last, last words of the movie. Or are we at the end yet? We're at the end. I mean, we're at the I end. Mean, that was pretty much the end, right? Oh, well, the, the reporter walks up to him. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah. a perfect segue into the rest of his life. <laughs> it, you, know, you know what? That, that really is. You know, the reporter's asking him, you know, what are you going to do now? Yada, yada. And then he's like, I hear they're repealing pro. They say they're repealing prohibition. What do you think? What are you going to do? I'm going to go get a drink. And drink he did. And Yeah. For the next. 30 years or something. Until the day he died. Yeah. Let's move to Cleveland. Jeez. Yeah. Cleveland and Pennsylvania. And, and that was the Untouchables. What do you think? You want to start? Yeah. Man, I, uh, you told me earlier today, I said, what are we watching, Tyler? You said, you know, it's Mob March. It's Mob March, everyone. Mob March. Oh, yeah. It's Mob March, March baby. Hearing, hearing little whispers. Mob March, Mob March. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I fucking hate mob movies. I don't hate mob movies. There's like four that I've watched and I liked them. And then it's like everything else is dog shit. But I'm just telling you how I feel. I was like, ah, shit. But then we turned this movie on. I saw Sean Connery's glowing face. And I was like, this is all right. There's hope. This is all right. There's hope. And the cinematography was good. The score was mid. um, But then there was fucking uh, Robert De Niro in it. And he played a good Capone. Kevin Costner's so fucking annoying in this movie. Um, there was enough racism, enough eighties racism to make it like fun. Um, Sean Connery calls people whores. He does a little drinking. Um, there was murder. Don't forget um, the Degawap guineas. Degawap guineas. Um, the maple monkeys, the Alberta wind chimes. Um, so <laughs> that's so good. I don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit. I love that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, want me to give it a rating? I like this movie, man. Um, if, I don't know if this is going to be good for the scale because I'm so bad at rating movies. Because I'll be, if I'm in a good mood, you know, it's high. But if I'm in a bad mood, it's as, fucking good. As history is dictated, the rating is fully dependent on how good of a meal Harley had beforehand. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. So I, mean, I guess we will fit really what he is rating is his meal. So let's find out what he thought of the buffalo chicken wrap at average Joe's. <laughs> it tonight. was a little slimy. It was a little slimy. It was, a little it was wet. wet. It was wet. Not slimy. It was wet. You know, sometimes if you, if I bite into a wrap, I don't want it to possibly get all over my, my loins. You it was know, all over my loins. It was all over my linens, my loins, my lingerie. <laughs> Any L word that has to do with fabrics. Um, my lederhosen. <laughs> so, my um, leggings. There you go. Um, oh, yeah. The tater tots were standard. You know, I remember, I've heard people rave about tater tots. 
How retarded do you have to be to fucking rave about tater tots? Oh my god, you would not that's believe. A, you you would not. Tot, that's such a stupid. You Ohio would thing not know, believe you, the tots. Oh my tots. god, have you, seen, have you had their tater? Shut well, the fuck up. I know, but have you had a bad tater tot? Dude, because I, dude, but I, what when I, what, you fuck up a tater tot, you really fuck up a tater. Dude, but that's tot. the thing. Like they're not even. They're not that good. They're just. It was like they were all put together and they were like hard. And you, it was a good thing to dip. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I have never thing. had an incredible tater tot. Tater tots. Yeah, I've, I've had, had an incredible steak. I've had incredible fish. Right. I've had incredible chicken. No, I mean, yeah. Never a- had Admittedly, incredible. you know, the line for tater tots. I mean, it's either. But nothing is more of a turn either, off. The, the scale of a tater tot is zero to two. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's yeah, like yeah. two being standard the best and zero being like, oh, it wasn't fucking crispy, man. There's such a standard. Like. If somebody, and this is, I've had females do this to me, where they'll be like, I'll say like a food that's like, or I'll say a restaurant and they'll be like, oh my God, have you had their Caesar salad? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, I have um, never had a Caesar salad in my life. So you've never had a Caesar salad. No, I'm saying that's your response to her. I should, I should, I should just play stupid next time. The fuck's a Caesar salad? What's a tater I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Um, who's Caesar? It was okay, though. I like the atmosphere, and Average Joe's is cool. Um, so, I was going to give this movie an 8.2. Okay. Yeah, not the meal. It was a decent meal, standard environment. Um, but, no, I mean, Sean Connery, I mean, for lack of a better term, gets my dick hard to watch more of his movies. <laughs> so, you know, if Sean Connery was a female, mm-hmm. A, she'd be gross. But, B, um, I'd marry that bitch. Mm-hmm. I'd marry that bitch. You know what? With that idea, you want to do a Connery Christmas this year? Oh, let's do a I don't Connery know how many more Christmas Connery next movies year. Were. I like that. A very Connery we'll figure Christmas. it out. We'll figure I it like out. I like that, dude. I that's like an that idea. That's an idea. Yeah, we'll figure it a out. Very Connery Christmas. Yeah, oh, that's all. That's awesome. We'll figure it out. Jason, what did you think, man? So uh, hold on, wait, hold on, one second, hold on. <laughs> Actually, how do we do this? I forget the order. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. T- tell him what you think about. Tell him what you think about the movie. So, anyways, I was thinking about the movie. Uh, so, so anyway, what, okay, I'm bad at it. You guys do it so much better. <laughs> All right, tell him about the good, fucking movie. Good. No, I, uh, I I liked a bit about this movie. Uh, you know, I, I kind of felt like uh, Kevin Costner let us down a little bit as our as our primary lead. He was just kind of a flat character, flat delivery all the way throughout. Um, and and Sean Connery just couldn't help but steal the spotlight. Um, so you know, no wonder that he he got an Oscar for. Or was it like he actually yeah, got the Oscar or just the yeah. nomination for? I believe actor. it was. I believe he got it. I mean, yeah. I could have misread that, but yeah. Yeah, either way, I mean, I, I, I can see it. I felt like he definitely did a better job, you know, portraying his character than Kevin Costner did. Um, you know, the score kind of really hit in some places, really missed in others. Um, but overall, I mean, I, I kind of just really liked the story, the way we went through it. I wish kind of our timeline was established a little bit more clearly with kind of the progression of events. Um, because it felt a little messy, and I don't really know how much time passed start to finish. Neither do they. Uh, and yeah, and neither neither do they. Um, but I, I really had fun with this movie. I mean, I, this is this is something I think I could go back and watch a handful of times and still enjoy it for what it is. Um, so if I have to throw a number on it, I'd say eight flat, probably for me. Nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I mirror most of what you said about the you know the score and the. The Costner and uh, the Connery, um, and but you know some some about it is uh, I just I like it just a little more with each watch. I don't know why that is, um, but I do. 
So I don't blame you. I'm gonna on principle for some overdrawn out scenes and the music and everything. I'm going to give it a seven eight. Seven eight. Mob March. Uh, Mob March Mob is underway, Mob March you sons of bitches. has been kicked you off officially. Goddamn. Uh, <laughs> Listen, if it's Mob March, we're allowed to say it like once a podcast at least. Well, and especially if they say it like a million times in the movie, we yeah. can say it in the yeah. podcast. Yeah, so right. get your goomba on. We're getting it on. <laughs> get your goomba on. Your content crisis. That's, that's going to be our tagline, yeah. Thanks for listening or, or watching, everybody. You know, catch us on the Spotify, the Apple Podcasts, uh, the YouTube, subscribe, uh, rate, and all of those sorts of things. Comment, email us at contentcrisishotlineyahoo.com. Hit us on the Twitter, the Instagram. Check out our stuff that we post. And, uh, yeah. Be ready for our Patreon. Um, we're going to have a scratch and sniff section. And then we are also going to have me... Uh, possibly sitting on the corner begging for money um it'll probably be something along the lines of like a panhandler so uh only you know if 10 people donate 50 dollars, i don't have to work for two weeks so if you uh help a harley in need, help what, a harley in need. would yeah. you be opposed to the <laughs> i will do anything for a dollar would you be opposed to uh uh, being a, a quarter slot with your butthole, <laughs> people just walk up and like. I don't. I don't know if the return quarters your just quarters though. Like uh, the return, unless they're doing like rolls or something. I don't think that's. Yeah, if you're sticking rolls of quarters in my ass, <laughs> I'll keep that. But yeah, I'm not doing a quarter in my ass. Not a quarter at a time. You know, like a coin slot. You know. It's got to be a roll of quarters. No, he's okay. going to install, like, the card reader, like, the strip on his butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need you to swipe How, that. Bitch. Oh, well, if you're going to have to get a charge. chip reader in your asshole now because it goes like this most of the time. I'll have the, uh, I'll have the, um. The tap. The tap, yeah. I'll yeah. Have there you go. go yeah, you just have that logo, like, a tramp stamp on <laughs> your <laughs> yeah, That's kind of funny. I like that. I like that a lot. Oh, and I could get, dude, that's actually awesome. Dude, you could probably get a little microchip underneath too. And oh, it just for goes sure. To cash app or something. Yeah, yeah, QR code for sure. Dude, that. Yeah, get a QR code tattooed on and your back like a tramp stamp or something. And then I, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. Get a cash. My cash tags on my my ass. It's like, hey, you gotta pay, son of a bitch. All right, that's too. Much. All right, thank you guys. May God be with you.